Welcome back to the Martini Works Podcast, Season 2, Episode 4. I Very good. think we are jumping in with some car updates. For those that might be new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, I'm Alex, this is Gels, and this Hello. is Dakota. Hi. And we like when you mod your car at Martini Works. We do like that. We do like that quite a bit, which, to be completely honest, is very exciting. Last time we filmed the podcast, a set of rays just randomly showed up. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what shows up today. I would love for another set of rays just <laughs> randomly come through the door. But let's start off with new updated projects. By the way, if you guys haven't subscribed yet to Martini Works, please do so. And yes, if you're looking mm-hmm. for car parts mm-hmm. this tax season, mod your car at Martini Works. You can buy from the homies that just want to help you build your car right. Dakota. Hi. I was in your car yesterday. The Jetta. The Jetta. Nice. And she was pissing coolant. Yeah, it is. What's going on? Let's start the update with what what we need to fix. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I've tried to find and hunt down this coolant leak. Um, I've even given up and taken it to a shop. I left it at the shop for a few days, and they called me up, and they're like, hey, it's not leaking. (laughs) I'm like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I was like, my driveway tells me otherwise. (laughs) And they're like, well, listen, okay, you removed your belly pan which I did because it got all fucked up uh, and half the screws were missing. Uh, So I took it off and they're like, what's happening is when you use your AC, it's building up a ton of condensation. These cars build up like a lot. Um, Since the belly pan's gone, it's just pouring out. You're seeing more than what you're used to. And I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Get behind that. But I'm also topping off my coolant. And I was like, well, fuck, maybe I'm burning coolant then, I guess, whatever. Um, I guess we'll figure that out. So I take the car back. No, oh no, I'm fucking pissing coolant everywhere. They're so full of shit. Pisses me off taking it to a shop, pay 150 bucks or whatever for them to diagnose literally nothing. Uh, and then I still have an issue. So that sucks. Uh, but yeah, recently it started pissing even more coolant. Oh God. And I'm sure with these uh, Mark IV Volkswagens, you get a lot of corroded hoses and stuff like that. I don't know. I have to check out my radiator. Maybe that's cracked a little bit or something. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it's not overheating or anything. It's just annoying topping off coolant every week we um, love we love a good volkswagen so i feel yeah. like there, there always has to be something if it's yeah. not coolant it's, it's, oil. it's not oil it's the heated seats going out if it's not that it's something else it's like volkswagen's euro cars they always have one it, it's there's always one it's thing like oddly solid and more <laughs> solid than some of the volkswagens i've owned in the past so it's not <laughs> bad it's just an annoying leak yeah. so it's hunting that down trying to figure it out uh but i don't know i've been on the this kick lately in my mind just bugging me every day of selling everything and figuring out what i would get mm, next that's the but, mid mm. mid mid life crisis yeah doing I, a hard reset if i did it would just be something cheaper but still cool you're thinking the uh, prestige your cars no i, oh. I would definitely well, I guess prestiging, yeah, you start yeah, back you, at level you zero. You start back at, but you know everything you need to know. Yeah. So you're not yeah. going into an expensive car. You're going into something maybe budget-friendly. Yeah. Do you have so, anything in mind? No, uh, not really, because I'm not that serious. Like, every time I start thinking about it even slightly remotely serious, then I'm like, never mind, I want to keep the Super Alex. <laughs> so, fair. What about you, Dakota? What's uh, I'm Dakota. <laughs> Would you need to Alex stop? Alex does this every day. You need to stop. You think you guys get our names mixed up? Alex does it more. <laughs> All right, Gels. God. Gels, what do you have to My dad used to do that. He'd be yeah, like, that's yeah, just a he'd be like, he'd be like, that's what it is. You're just getting older. <laughs> he'd be like, Jorge, Pepe, Jose, Blake. I'm like, it's Alex. Blake. It's always been Alex. He's, I'm like, you named me. He's like well, Michal, come here. Let's talk. <laughs> Gels. Hi. Gelfry. Hello. What is new with you? Not much. Um, I did mean? finally get my winter tires yeah, put there on. There you go. Let's you got go. new wheels. 55 and- degrees out today. <laughs> 
but you know how it goes in April. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like I'm gonna do the video. I'm gonna install. I know I'm gonna do all the stuff that I set out to do. Um, <laughs> in 45 degree weather. In 45 degree weather, it because I well. know, I know. I've lived in Wisconsin my whole damn life. I know better yeah. than to trust the false spring. Yeah, I know better because We're I know damn spring. well there is at least one more major fucking twenty-four inch snow dump there's coming really be. soon. There's almost it's almost a double spring, a double pre-spring. Yeah, because there's no way it should be this warm. No, in, it's, in it's, the end of February. It's making me more concerned. Yeah, yeah, that this shit's gonna go into like June. Yeah, they started talking about yeah. like global warming when I was in you know elementary, middle school, and then I go outside on February. 19th and it's 56 degrees and i'm like who the fuck what's happening <laughs> they might have been on to something <laughs> <laughs> but no you didn't do you haven't done uh huge changes to the car but you also have a grom do have grom what happened there it looked pretty cool thanks did i talk about that no. i don't think you did i don't think you did on the podcast. no oh, shit yeah i uh i wrapped my grom well put a bunch of stickers on it Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in a sense, but I, I did wrap the plastics. Um, so yeah, I bought a, a decal kit from uh, 77 decals. It's a Mazda 787B, the Charge Renown livery, um, which is pretty freaking awesome. It's iconic. It's really iconic and putting it on a Honda, you know, Mazda ground. say what you say about that, but it looks fucking sick and I can't wait to put it next to RX-8. Um, no, it turned out really, really dope. Uh, so I had to go and wrap uh, all the plastics in a matte black first because the kit itself, my Grom, that generation, there's a lot of angles and stuff on it, and mm-hmm. doing like a printed kit like that with a wrap would be damn near impossible if it wasn't cut into sections. So obviously there's like pieces that like show through, um, so I didn't want bright red coming through a orange and lime green. I thought it would look a little off. But yeah, yeah I spent a few days doing that. I really took my, my time on it, and it, I think it turned out really damn good, and it completely transformed the look of that thing. So If you guys want to go check it out, head over to YouTube, type in gels. He pops up 100% of the time. Do that thumbnail. Sorry, that thumbnail. You like the thumbnail? Dude, I was on one of the <laughs> other accounts. I was on uh, the Torque Motorsport YouTube account, and I went to the home screen, and I saw the thumbnail, and I was like, this is a really good-looking thumbnail. That's gels. I was like, Hell damn, yeah. that was a good one, dude. That was that was super cool. That. And I, I feel like that aligns with our 2024 trends when we talked about the the liveries coming to yeah, cars. Absolutely, and I've been seeing it more and more, um, too, which is absolutely fucking awesome. Um, I'm excited for that trend to take off and to be able to do that with just the Grom too. Cause I mean, it's my first motorcycle and it's been an absolute blast. We go out, ride them, uh, during the summer and stuff like that. We're planning some trips for the summer, which is fun. Um, yeah, I can't wait for it because it's, it's just a fun thing to just, um, tinker with and, and modify. And there's a ton of aftermarket stuff for them and they're a blast to ride. And you can't get in too much trouble with them because it goes like 50 miles an hour. So. Hear me yeah. out. Hear me out. All right. The Renesis engine in the <laughs> RX-8 is very small. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, physically, just mm-hmm. small. Mm-hmm. The Grom. <laughs> there were rotary <laughs> motorcycles back in the day. Yeah, I could yeah. try to find something like that, that even if it's just like a one song. rotor yeah. like <laughs> engine or something. It'd be it's, fucking technically, crazy. it's a very balanced Engine, yeah, right? Like yeah. it should do just fine. It'd be awesome. That That'd would be, be really cool. Terrible in every <laughs> way. I know it would be sick. Yeah, it would be sick if you nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the fifteen percent of the time that it runs, it'd be fucking yeah. awesome. Now, other than that, um, it is the warmer weather is giving me the itch to finally start working on the two forty, get everything figured out there. Um, it's kind of just been, <laughs> it's currently under like. Uh, wrap backing and Koenig boxes and everything in my garage currently. I feel really bad for it, but uh, gels. We're gonna we're gonna get it figured out. Gels. Hi. You have two months. Yep. To figure out your brake situation. Mm-hmm. 
because we will not be fucking with your brake no, fluid. No, I don't want at to. At the first drift day no, again. We I'm won't not doing be. it. We won't be. Because if it does it again You're when it's not You're just not braking on the track. I'm just going to fucking send it off the track and leave it in the woods. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to get that fixed. Dude. I'm trying. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Well, it's no, covered in it's, Koenig boxes. I needed a brake. Well, speaking of cars that need to be done. Alex, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard about? an S2K update oh. in a while. Well, well, that's a, a we've hit a small roadblock. Uh -oh. What? Good news, good news. Everything is is there for the car to be technically done. Okay. Bad news. I got a set of seat rails from uh, an online store that specialized in S2000 stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, it's in stock. Go ahead, buy it. Sick." Everything. Bought it all at the same time. Yep. Status seats, custom made to order, absolutely badass looking, come in four weeks, happy. Steering wheel from Grip Royal, custom center, like little uh, like horn button, custom stitching, got there three weeks. I'm like, sick. And then the harnesses from Status came two weeks after because I ordered them two weeks after, and I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. And I'm like, where the hell are these seat rails at? Uh-oh. Oh, no. So I reach out to the company. I'm like, hey, do you know where these are? Did they get lost in shipping? They're like, oh, no, they're not made yet. I'm like, what do you mean they're not made? They're like, oh, well, they're estimated to be ready in mid-March. I'm what like, the oh. fuck? Absolutely not. I'm not waiting that long. Why didn't you tell me that? They're like, well, you know, sometimes. Uh, people cancel sometimes, sometimes when they find out it takes four months. Classic in stock, not in stock. <laughs> yeah, so I was, pretty, I was pretty pissed about that. So I told oh, so them. So you got your seats? Yeah, so I have the seats. They're in the garage. Yeah, I haven't even seen them. I know. They're, they're, I'm pretty excited for it. So really, Exciting all we them. have left is uh, the seat rails that we're waiting to get in. And then the two smaller like mechanical things is I do want to get the speedometer working that in the probably dash. Be good. And I would really like to get the power steering working. That would also be good. As well, which I'm assuming is a relatively easy thing to do. So I'm going to probably reach out to Hybrid Racing, see what they would recommend, because I think it's just a, a transfer swap piece that you have to install and, and get done right. So once those two things are done, and then we get the, the, the ability to put the seats in the car, um, it's it's figuring out the, the hard top and then shakedown. Which I'm sure something will break or something will leak, but then oh, I'm gonna save a little bit of money for. I think we'll need some tie rods. I think we'll probably need a different uh, differential. Yeah. So I'm just gonna start saving up for that, and then just mentally prepare. For when it inevitably, inevitably blows up. Blows up. No, no. Jesus. No, that engine ain't blowing up. No, the engine ain't, but the things around him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the update on the S2K. Uh, Z's coming along. Gels, you're oh. a you're a trooper, dude. Yeah, you we're, we're going to have a video on, on this. Yeah. But, and it's um, mostly just going to be a shit show. It's just going to be screaming, yeah. cussing, yeah. throwing, screaming, cussing, bleeping, yeah. hearts flying. Punching the air. Um, it, it was terrible. Yeah. I would argue, I mean, I didn't even do as much as you did, but the time that I was under, underneath there trying to get heat shields out and mm. shrouds out of the way and mm. bracing out of the way, it is by far the worst downpipe exhaust I can't removal. imagine what would be worse. There Obviously. can't be. There literally cannot Other be. Other than dealing more. with something that's like rusted to shit and like breaking and disintegrating in your hands, this. And for I, people that haven't done it, explain like what makes it so difficult so, compared yeah, to other downpipes. It's they, they tucked everything up in there. Obviously, everything on this engine is assembled beforehand. Like mm -hmm. the, the engine is out of the car. They throw everything on it. They throw the manifolds, the turbos, the downpipes, everything. And then they, when it's manufactured, they drop it into the car. So once it's in there, you cannot service it. Like what we did and what people are doing to to put the aftermarket downpipes in this car should not physically be possible, but we make it work. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, there everything 
is covered in a heat shield underneath there because the engines suffer from heat soaking issues. The cars get really hot, so they did everything that they could uh, to minimize that. Really tight engine bay, and with it's a super twin turbo, super tight. And then on top of that, you have three and four piece heat shields for each downpipe piece because there's a primary and secondary, and then there's another one around the turbo itself, and then the manifold. So it's it's all just like ten mil bolts. All Everywhere. around a very tight area, yeah. um, to that you have to remove to then remove the heat shield to then get to the V band to then remove the downpipe, mm -hmm. and it is just the worst fucking thing ever. Mm -hmm. um, so eventually, what I ended up doing is, and apparently, I was talking to uh, um, Charlie about this because uh, he has obviously done a lot of stuff with the Infinities and the Nissan. Now, he said that we were lucky because depending on who put that car together from Nissan, the way that they position those V bands. Sometimes they're they're up around and you can't even get to the bolt and you have to like really fuck with it. Mm -hmm. Ours were at least easily down. enough accessible where they're angled down. So I just took a pry bar and just fucking bent the shit out of those heat shields out of the way to then just run a long extension and a couple wobble things up there <laughs> to get on it. Um, because I, I was done dealing with heat shields. I was done trying to get 10 millimeter bolts that were recessed into a heat shield and then were covered by a, a coolant line for the engine. It, it's, it was there's, horrible. There's just a lot of like stamping on the heat shield. So the mm -hmm. surface isn't a consistent level, no, which it's is all, really annoying. Yeah. And then you try to seat something onto these these ten mil, and they just don't seat. Yeah, you can't get a wrench on it because the wrench is it's too thick, flat. So it's like it won't recess down. Mm -hmm. you even get like a um, you know, like a wrench with like the swivel the head. swivel head on it, Still and it's not enough because it's too round thick. and it doesn't go down. You can't get a socket in there unless you have like a fucking socket wrench that's like that thick because there's just no room. Everything was horrible. Like every yeah. bolt that we touched was an ordeal. Yeah. Like there was nothing easy about any of them. And yeah. I, I couldn't wrap my head around how something could be worse. Yeah, we should do a video where me and you just sit down in front of a camera, like mm -hmm. 12, 15 minutes long, mm -hmm. and just say, if you're looking to install Nissan Z down pipes, yep. we're going to give you the top 10 tips on what we learned because this sucked. <laughs> yeah, because and there it was, may not be the best way to do it. Yeah, we, I think, you know, in all but, honesty, when I was, I was looking at, like, the engineering of mm -hmm. it, and you can very clearly tell that when they put this engine into the Z, somebody at Nissan or Infinity was like, we have to find a way to deal with what will inevitably be heat soak. Mm -hmm. And I think the solution was either, like, redesign <laughs> or add more heat shields. And they're like, we just are going to add more. Which is insane with the giant front grill that's on that car, that that's even an issue. I know! Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Crazy. I would say, honestly, in terms of all the difficult things I've probably done to a car, that was the most painful thing. Dude, because it wasn't, it wasn't, and it should be clear, it's not that it was difficult. It yeah. was that it was just a massive pain in the ass. We knew we had to take mm -hmm. stuff off the car. It wasn't yeah. that. It was, you can't fucking reach it. Yeah, you can't get to what you need. Like, like I said, it was not intended to be done. Yeah. Like to service those parts, the engine would have to come out. Yeah. Like there's just no fucking way. Like the turbos need to come out of that. That's an engine out procedure. There's mm -hmm. no way you're getting to those unless you're taking like the heads and everything off because everything is just tucked yeah. up underneath this V6 engine. Yeah, it uh it sucked, but you know what? They're fucking out of the car. Yep, and that's what matters. <laughs> and it may have taken a week to do so. But they're out of the car. Yeah, I feel bad. We had it on the, like, we're just using two jacks and, and, and you know, just something really simple. But I do feel bad. Like, if you're doing this in a garage, mm -hmm. shit, bro, that's, that's yeah. going to be tough. I, there's two videos, I think, out there on YouTube Th of, of that. And I can't remember the guy's name. 
but there's a dude that did it in his garage. On jack stands. On jack stands. Whoever, I will put your name up or something, it but you are a you. homie because we used your video mm-hmm. to get us in the right path. Yep. And then I think we're just going to create another video to help the people that went to your video. Fill in first. the gaps because, yeah. The, yeah, there literally is two videos that exist mm-hmm. that even slightly go into depth on this topic. One yeah, is great. that guy's that we talked about. The other one is TJ's. And even those videos... Like, we know exactly the part where they're like, just put down the camera. We just need to fucking get this done. <laughs> yeah. Because that the the part that struggles the most is the part that is not even in the videos. They're like, yeah, so you're going to have to figure out how to get that off. It sucks. Like, that is yeah. <laughs> the premise of all of the videos. So there's literally two videos out there right now, uh, which is crazy. Because, yeah, when these things do eventually start to get more affordable, you know, when they, they're, you know, five, six, eight years old, and people do start scooping them up and want to modify them, they're either only going to be going with the secondary cats, yeah. the secondary downpipes, because those honestly weren't that bad to get to, or <laughs> they're going to um, need to find something, and there's just really nothing out there or a good way to do it. And It reminds me of the 300ZX. It oh really does, God, in yeah. terms of difficulty yes, in the yes, engine yes, bay and yes. the space and the the tightness. I will say, um, the FI exhaust that we put on it, too, quick little update. So the V1 version we had, right, has mm-hmm. the upper and lowers, and then the catback. And we d- I did like the sound of the exhaust with just the catback, but it was awfully quiet. It's there so was, quiet. There was, not, there was not that much of a change. So FI exhaust actually went and made a V2 mm-hmm. that now includes the lower downpipes as just, just part, as part of the, of the catback system. Because, yeah, those weren't, like, the only, the only tough part about getting the secondary cats out or like the lower ones is that you have to have literally a, what did we buy a 24 28 inch long extension the longest extension we could find and it almost wasn't even enough um to go from the top to get a couple of the the bolts out that that was scary that was very and yeah we do we the amount of force that we had on those breaking shit we had the entire jack handle on a breaker bar that was on this 24 inch extension that was dug like three feet into the engine bay that was defying physics and I, alex is like literally laying on this bar. i'm like something is gonna break something's gonna break and literally you would just hear boom and like it sounded like something exploded mm-hmm. no that was just i thought i, I thought that I was just the, the nut coming free i cannot believe that nothing rounded or stripped out because yeah i feel like nissan holy fuck <laughs> nissan torqued the bolts appropriately and hear me out. I think Nissan, I think, the difference mm, between the two bolts mm, torquing is either Nissan or Infinity. I swear to God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like, there's <laughs> something's perfect. You know, like 40 foot pounds, 60 foot pounds, 20 foot pounds. Everything's like nice and easy. And then every once in a while, we come across a random fucking bolt that's like 700 <laughs> foot pounds of torque. It's like welded this, on. This is not coming off. And no. it's like, what? but it's just an exhaust bolt. Yeah. Why did it take so much work? Why do we have to cut it in half? I don't know. Anyway, that's what's going on with the Z. Car has like no miles on it. It's just like <laughs> the these biggest bolts are cemented yeah. in. Could you imagine thing. that car with 140,000 no. miles trying to get a bolt? No, out? imagine those corroded. Like if it, if, <laughs> if you buy a Northern Z and Don't. it's corroded underneath, you're never getting those downpipes out. Nope, you are not. <laughs> yeah, that's done. I guess if you take the engine out, maybe. Yeah, that, maybe. That was a really fun experience, though. I'm glad we learned that we are <laughs> never doing downpipes. I'll again. do it again. Now that I know, now that I know that you just slam a fucking crowbar up in there, bend everything out of the way, and just release just, it. Don't just, even fuck with the heat yes. shields. Do not fuck with the heat shields. Gels, Don't even try. Gels, just spend it. Gels, You're not going to reuse them. You're not going to fucking care about them. Just get them out of there. Gels, I'm going to get you some heat shields for Christmas. Thank you. 
Uh, I do want to say, by the way, if you guys are hearing this and you're thinking about getting downpipes for your Z, go <laughs> give them hell. I, I will say, they are. If, you want, if you think you can do it better than I can, <laughs> wink. I would say, yeah, he's exactly what I was going to jump into. So for that being said, I do want to give a shout out to Marcus M, Drew B, Jacob W, Benjamin M. My boy, Benjamin M is getting some new wheels for his Mustang. I'm very oh, excited. Yeah. What do you get? Uh, he got some works. Ooh. He got some works. So we will get those into the shop. We'll do some content on them, which, by the way, if you guys are looking for work wheels, we can get them. We just don't have them on the website yet. Mm-hmm. Um, ben P. Twice. Ben P. Only got two things. Uh, and then Caden R., uh, Marcus M., Tyler H., Joshua G., Tim S., Kevin H., James K., Jeffrey B., Tim S. again, Joe E., thank you so much. Thanks. Supporting the Martini Works to you podcast. Guys. You guys are real absolutely though. awesome. So with that being said, do we take a break? Yep. Yet? All right. When we come back, what are we talking about? Talking about track builds versus show builds. Well, that'll be interesting. But before we do that, we're gonna talk about soup. No, no. Soup? <laughs> uh, clam chowder. Uh, we are going to be talking about our sponsor for the Good Martini one. Works podcast, Continental Tire. Continental has been supporting the podcast pretty much since day one, uh, which is absolutely awesome. And even better than that, it's a brand that we truly, truly trust. I think we have it on all of our vehicles, um, and they've they've been absolutely incredible from their daily driver tires, like their DWS 06, or if you need some winter tires, like the Viking Content 7s, or if you're a track rat and you need some ECS 02s, they got it all covered in their absolutely phenomenal tires. So thank you so much for Continental sponsoring the podcast. And if you need Continental tires, you can check out martiniworks.com. They got like every damn size known to man. Too. That too. Made it nice. Hell yeah. See you in a minute. So track cars versus show cars. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty much what we're talking about today? I've never really built a track car well, specifically. It's tough. I don't know. I don't know if I can honestly say I've gone into a car and been like, "This is specifically only for track." Is that not what the S two K is? Well, yeah, but that was you know in the last year. I'm trying to think. Like previously. Yeah, the GRD six, the Gloria, like it's it's been a lot of newer cars. I think mm-hmm. to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. But then, to be fair, our previous life was mostly focused on the show, the show stance. stuff. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is there is there one that's technically better than another? I think it's easy to dog on show cars, right? Well, we it's always talk. Yeah. We've said this a million times, but race cars can be show cars, but not all mm-hmm. show cars can be race cars. Uh, I've seen some pretty um, shitty track cars. <laughs> yeah, but they're still dope. Like, even if they beat the fuck up, you're like, man, I'd love to fucking but race yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah, but I still think there's like a threshold. Like, uh, Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't think one's better than the other, but you definitely have to go about things differently. I've mm-hmm. definitely... Uh, focus i love both i love both a lot Mm -hmm. um and i i think i've as i've gotten older and i've done a lot of more show oriented (laughs) builds i've started gravitating more towards i don't want to say track but like functional functional builds Mm -hmm. um but like still keeping that show in it like i still i'm gonna put on parts that aren't necessarily gonna affect Mm -hmm. anything other than making it look dope um but I definitely have leaned more and made more decisions focused on that functionality. Uh, I think that just happens because, like, I've done so many different kinds of show builds, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, I've done that, and I kind of want to dabble in this. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think uh, when I look at which one I've I've enjoyed more, um, I think there's always a, a fun element of being on the track with a car that you just you can't you can't beat. Whether that's you know something as as huge as Road America, or whether that's something as small as U.S. Air. Mm-hmm technically a small track i'm not saying it's a small impact <laughs> but um there is something really fun about getting out there and just 
and just driving. Yeah. You know, it scares um, the fuck out of me, to be honest. Every time I, yeah. get, I get scared. Yeah, it's nerve wracking because yeah. you're like, yeah. anything could go wrong at any second. Yeah. And maybe it's, scary. it's like adrenaline, mm-hmm. you know. You have to put a lot of faith, um, not faith, you have to put a lot of confidence in your tires and your brakes mm-hmm. and your suspension and, and yourself. And, yourself and, too. And I, and I think that like almost sixth sense, you know, which is, which is feeling the car as it's, as it's doing its own thing. Um, but it's so easy to dog on the show scene. And I don't know if all of that is really deserved. It's almost like you're picking on a past that you were almost indefinitely a part of mm-hmm, at, mm-hmm. at some point. You know, people, they go to their first autocross day or their first time killing cones. And then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> fuck the show scene. The yeah, car this show is scene. my life now. <laughs> the car show scene so lame. It's you guys. All your cars are not functional. It's like you went to one autocross day, dude. Like, chill I just, out. I can't comprehend how people can't just understand the car show scene like you don't have to be about it you don't have to do it and you don't even necessarily have to like it but to just not even understand where those people are coming Mm -hmm. from and what they want to do with their car it it baffles me i don't understand that the car show scene is the easiest and probably most welcoming community you can get into in the automotive space in my opinion. That's where I met everybody in the car. I mean, exactly. literally, yeah. You'll meet more people. You'll find more friends. You'll find more things to do. You'll find more other things that you vibe with with mm-hmm. these people than any other scene. I have been to the, the drift stuff and the track stuff and all, and it's still there. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yeah. But it is not at the same, like, right. depth or breadth. I think I think where it comes in is, like, you know, when, when you're first starting to, like, get into everything, say, like, you just got your driver's license, you just picked up your first car, you're starting to do stuff with it, it's like, Nine times out of ten, you're not the first thing that you're doing isn't taking it to an autocross or a yeah. drift event or you know, obviously there's the cases that that is the thing. You know, you grew up in like a racing family or whatever. But you know, for the most part, like for me, for instance, it was like I wanna get, you know, more involved in stuff and it's like I wanna understand what I'm doing and mm-hmm. you know what you know, what the car scene is. So it's like you start going to meets, you start going, you know, those meets turn into shows and then you hang out with people that want to go to bigger shows. And it's like, that's where I think like, you know, I like started to get involved in everything and why a lot of people start out. And that's because it's like you said, it's more welcoming. It's bigger. Yeah. It's it's more um, broad in a sense. Like you get a little bit of everything yeah. um, where obviously like motorsport track kind of stuff will be a little bit more niche. There's a higher cost entry for the most part. Um, cause you're, you, you know, risking breaking things. You got to have like certain things so I think you can shows. do what you want. Obviously, yeah. Not saying that shows can't be expensive and show builds aren't it because like I would argue that sometimes the show stuff costs a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, because then you're talking about like, you know, the rarity of parts and yep, like yep. things like that. So, um, no, I, I'd say that the, the reason why we see a lot of the, the bigger stuff start in the show and why it seems a little bit more welcoming is because that's the the roots of everything it's the the parking lot meets it's hey like you know getting together for a cruise it's cruising down to a big show to hang out for the weekend you know yeah. that kind of stuff shows are a blast i, shows I, are I love so i love car shows i love going to them i love the people i love the music and the food and all that sort of like there's nothing inherently bad about it i do think sometimes people forget that some people just like building cars to build cars mm-hmm. yeah you know it's like building a lego and then not playing with it and it's like that's okay you can build a really fancy lego that you enjoy then not <laughs> run it up and down you know yeah, like yeah. i don't know how to explain it it's just like <laughs> some people enjoy the process and and a lot of times i don't think there's anything wrong with 
just enjoying the process mm-hmm. of building. They just want their car to look good. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing and, wrong with and that. That's subjective. What you think looks good and what other people look good. I know, like, we've, we've said it too, like, trends that should die and stuff. But again, that's subjective. That's what I think. Yeah. And I've I seen so many people get, like, butter. Like, <laughs> this fucking dude trying to tell me how to build my car. It's like, dude, I'm just putting my thought and my opinion yeah. out there. You can take it or you can, like, literally not give a flying fuck about it and I'm not offended. But I'm going to say what I mm-hmm. think. That's what we do as personalities in the automotive space we so, give our opinions you can relate with it or you can hate it and, and it is one of those things where as you start to do this more and as you get more experience and as you build more cars and as you do more things your opinion starts to have a little bit more weight it, mm-hmm. it has a little bit more depth behind it and that's where actually things start to become more vague it's like i was looking at comments of an old video because i was writing a script about um you know cars that you should probably avoid modifying in 2024 mm-hmm. and i went back to my old one that i did and one of the ones that i mentioned was obviously subaru and i mentioned like oh, the bug eye yeah, yeah. and the blob eye era and i talk about the reliability mm-hmm. but the very first thing i say in the video is like you don't want to modify these cars, especially if you're a beginner, right? And I, I do treat like the Subaru platform specifically as not an entry-level car to tune and modify. I yeah. would say it's a mid-level car to tune and right. modify because the tolerances on it are really bad. And so I, will, I go into the comments and I see the same thing where it's like, don't listen to some influencer tell you not to buy a Subaru. <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's talking. It's like, well, actually we do because we've been through it and we understand the differences between motors. We're not Subaru experts, but there's a reason why it has the stigma and why it carries that thing. So it's like if you are malleable and you're looking at what car to buy, probably not the bug eye with 180,000 miles for $4,500. Yeah, do Go get a Civic and enjoy that and really enjoy driving it because that's the car you're going to be able to take to a car show and you'll try your first track day at, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's just how I think about it. But I don't know. There's some stigmas around uh, track cars yeah. being better than show cars, and I think that's the one thing I'll say. I like that I like that uh, grid life, I think, has started. Not that yes. I've been to one, but mm-hmm. I've seen the videos and whatnot, that it started to blend those two Absolutely. things together, where you can go experience a show and a track event at the same mm-hmm. time, and then you can get those communities kind of appreciating both. Right. Which is way harder than it sounds. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's way harder yeah. than it sounds. I even thought it was cool. Like, we went, obviously, multiple rounds, like, FD last year and stuff, too. And they, they kind of started to do the same thing, where it's like, we have, obviously, all the people there wanting to, you know, watch the cars rip around on the track, be there for the FD event. Uh, but then they have, they had, like, a like a show aspect of it, too, usually in, like, a adjacent lot or something like that. Um, and there were some really good yeah. cars there and like uh, even like a lot of those people are like oh yeah no i'm just excited to really be here for the fd event too because they fucked with the motorsport of yeah. drifting and stuff like that so uh, yeah I, I do see i love the events that that bring that together a little bit more because obviously at the end of the day we just fucking love cars and yeah. doing stuff with you cars. shouldn't you shouldn't be shamed no. for what version you like you know like i think there's there's elements there's all different types of elements of motorsport and it's like the, the as soon as you grow an ego in the way that you enjoy it, you really do ruin it for a lot of yeah. other people that are just trying to enjoy their version of whatever it looks like. Yeah, I think the biggest thing too is that you know opinions can change too. Even your own, my opinions on things have yeah. changed multiple times within the last five years with more things that I've learned and have experienced and have like you know gotten like to do firsthand things with. It's it it's okay to yeah. have a difference in opinion. It's okay to be like, 
hey, maybe I was really into the show scene back then. You don't always have to be. You can yeah. go dabble in motorsport and autocross and drifting or, you know, time it. You can go dabble in that. It's okay. Yeah. It Just because you're known for being a show guy doesn't mean you can't go do that yeah. or vice versa. You know, it's like if you're at the track every weekend and, you know, breaking stuff and fixing stuff and trying to put down your, you know, record times and stuff like that, it's okay to build a dope car to just chill on the weekends with a show. Yeah. Totally agree. And I would say that I think sometimes you don't know. It's easier to create this like opinion on something before you get an experience yes. with it, which yes. is why I still think like when we give our opinions on certain things, guys, with parts or cars or mm -hmm. things like that, you do have to like Dust or Dakota said, you do have to take it with a grain of salt because sometimes I'm sorry, because <laughs> sometimes it is based on, you know, a very minute, you know, experience, which is why if you guys haven't heard, we have kind of played around with the idea, or at least I've played around with the idea of making a video series called Buying the Car We Hate and doing like a four episode series or mm -hmm. five episode series, you guys will have to let us know if you like the idea, where we get some of these cars that we don't necessarily have the greatest uh, feedback on, you know, like a Bug Eye WRX mm -hmm. or dare I say, a Kia or Hyundai Ooh. or something like that. See if it can change your opinion yeah, on see it. it. Honestly, and yeah. like build it and do all the normal stuff to it. Buy a completely normal car, right? Mm -hmm. Like go for what's the standard price for it and go buy something that's not perfect, not terrible but then document it as if we were just a normal car person yeah. and see, is it as bad as what we think or was the experience better than what we thought? Sure. Yeah, I think that's a, a great idea and I'm totally open to it. Um, like I think getting a Subaru, I would love to yeah. see what it's actually like and see if it lives up. And I'm totally open to changing my mind about things too. One of the things I've done since I was 15 and a half years old is like, I was like, I want to own every time or every type of like make and model I can. I haven't stuck with one brand. I haven't stuck. Mm -hmm. I've owned rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, front wheel drive, V8s, four cylinders, six cylinders. I've owned Euro, JDM, domestic, everything in between. Cause I just want to know, like, how can you know what's best without experimenting right. with everything? Um, so I haven't owned a WRX. I've owned a Subaru, uh, but I haven't owned a WRX, but I would love if there was a way that I didn't need to purchase it myself to experiment <laughs> um, just because I have a bad is. taste in my yeah. mouth for my friends and we could film a series, I would be open to, to the idea it. of like, maybe these things do fucking slap or maybe we take it around turn three at Road America and it blows up immediately and I still hate it. I'd yeah. love to find out. If you guys uh, if you guys are in possession of a, of a WRX, specifically probably a, a Rex would be more appropriate, like Bug Eye, Blob Eye era, let us know. And maybe we can talk about it. I'm not really sure. I just think oh, wow. it would be fun because oh, it would wow. it would be one of those ideas to say, is it really as painful as what we say? Because I had a, an STI that I love, but then at yeah. the same time... Yeah, you had the hatch one, didn't you? Yeah, at the same time, it's like what I didn't like about it was the interior quality and just like the overall kind of cheapness the experience was but it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the motor but to be fair that oh, the interior motor, wasn't good enough for you that's why you hate i'm just saying what the comments are gonna say yeah, yeah well it's true but it's like dude it's all about price comparison for me so i always compare it to like an audi with a quattro system and that's what right. i always compare yeah, it to when you put like, it when you put it in the same bracket as which it S4. is it's yeah. the same damn bracket it's yeah. like the sound of a subaru is that what i personally believe is like the number one thing people love about that that's that very distinct mm -hmm. and rightfully so i think they sound kick ass and they're they're super cool but like in the terms sound of and the fact that it's all-wheel drive because for some reason all-wheel drive is just put on a fucking pedestal it is yeah <laughs> I, don't I don't i guess i never really thought about that like why 
all-wheel drive is just like if you have an all-wheel drive car you are a fucking <laughs> like i remember being like between 16 and 19 yeah. and thinking that and that's yeah, why i bought now. my evo 10 yeah. i was like i want some oh fun fact maybe this i just found the root cause of why i don't like subaru i think it just dawned on me i wanted an sti first mm-hmm. that was what i wanted and i went to the dealership <laughs> oh, and boy. i just wanted to test drive it i was looking at all of them golf r which mm-hmm. I almost bought, told that story before. Subaru STI was like my second, and then the Evo was my third. And uh, I went and tried to test drive it, and the guy would not let me test drive it. He wouldn't open it up for me. He's like, he wouldn't even go get the keys to look around, yeah. wouldn't pop the hood. Um, I remember he asked where I worked, and I said, Walmart Distribution Center. He's like, oh, yeah, so this is a pretty expensive car for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I mean, I can afford it. Yeah. I, like, I'm approved. Yeah. I can buy this thing right I now. I have the loan. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, we don't we do not do test drives or anything like that. So uh. he just started walking away, and I was like, okay, well, I'm not getting this. Fuck this guy, and I left. <laughs> um, and then while I was searching and looking on Craigslist at the time, because uh, Marketplace wasn't a thing, my cousin uh, posts up his Evo 10. And then I went that route. Mm-hmm. So if you want another thing to blame dealerships for, it's Dakota. 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 Ha, Dakota. I wasn't the only one. Fuck name. <laughs> it's a weird day. There's something going on. Um, Dakota's um, spite against Subaru is all derived from shitty dealerships. I, I almost couldn't buy a fucking Supra, too, for the same exact <laughs> shit. I'm going to be really honest with you. That's why I appreciate, I think it's, what's it, Gen Z? Gen Z is the newest. I like right? Gen Z because like Probably because the, I'm like really close. To I know, it. but like the zero tolerance towards bullshit like <laughs> yeah, that these days, I love. I love seeing like random seventeen year olds just like putting dealers on fucking blast for being dicks, and then like the dealer will come in and like respond to mm-hmm. it and be like, "Oh no, no, I'm so sorry." It's like, no, like, no, fuck you. you, and it's like nice. You're just nice. trying to save your fucking public image. Yeah. I know what you did. I like that. <laughs> With that being said, we're gonna take another break, but not before talking about. All you burgers. What's your favorite hamburger? In and out wins. Yeah, you did get me on that one. Honestly, fat burger was pretty good. Out fat in burger was good. I have a, a for for a place I don't ever go. So nice. I do enjoy Hardee's quite a bit. That is such a weird fucking. I my my what? I mean, it's I it's, it's, love, it's either I love that, Hardee's. It's either that or it's home burger yeah. bar, which okay. six people know. Hey, hey. if you're comparing hey, home chill. burger bar to Hardee's, we're not even on not, not even on the same page. Jels does like Hardee's, though. I so you, like you two got something and I weird like home You know why I like Hardee's, though? Because my hometown, and I swear we'll get to the Fortunato plug in <laughs> just a second. But in my hometown of 2,000 people, there was McDonald's, which was attached to a gas station. Gross. A subway that was open half the time. Grosser. Or a Hardee's. That's quality meal. Oh, Hardee's was a treat. Dude, high, high so school. Hardee's was an absolute treat to get, but then they closed it. High school Burger Hardee's. King was no, our treat. No, and high school. High we sc- had to travel for a burger. Same. <laughs> high school Hardee's was the plug. I remember going on lunch, getting Hardee's. Mm-hmm. That was like the cool kids. The, the best thing is, uh, I remember they used to do like the dollar. They were like little slider things. You get like a bag of them for like super cheap. That was that was always. Really I remember cool. Thick Burger Thursday. I'll give, a, I'll give you a thick burger. Not a Thursday. Hardee's boy. Not mm. that's fair. I've gave it. A, a there's there's much times. better. There's much. better. I think it's that nostalgia. Yeah, I think you got nostalgia. Taste right. It's the same reason mm-hmm. I like the barbecue sandwiches at uh, Quick Trip. Yep. If well, I didn't are, have those, those in high school, those are properly good. I feel like if I didn't <laughs> have them really in high school, <laughs> no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy them. Yeah, that was because it's like the one high school meal that was like, I yeah, this was I like decent. this. Yeah. yeah, this is good. Anyway, um, so speaking of sandwiches, Fortunato <laughs> coilovers, they kind of get sandwiched between your upper strut mount and yeah. your 
control you know, arm. Control arm. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like a sandwich, mm-hmm. the inner workings of a sandwich. And you need a good inner sandwich on your car. So Fortunato 500 series, what I run on the Supra. Um, Alex, what Fortunatos? You have 510s or something? That, yeah, I got, right there? I got 510s on the S2000. And they are sharp. We just sharp. did an unboxing. It was cool to see all the, uh, they included some stuff for us too. So we could talk about like the um, inner workings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The AMSOIL fluid they showed us. Damper. And then the, the damper, piston. the digressive piston, piston as well. Which and I think really that, that that's what makes it because you can drive on Fortunatos and it literally feels normal like your car doesn't feel like it's riding really aggressive or anything like that but then when you do go to drive aggressive holy shit all of a sudden it's like wakes up yeah dude it's like they just they do adapt real time to what you're doing and that's what makes them feel so damn good so thank you to fortune for sponsoring the martini works podcast if you need a set you already know to mod your car at martini works oh god guys i got some i got some news yeah what's the news uh, <laughs> so last year I did a video cr- uh, criticizing the lightning lap of 2023 oh, from no. current driver. Oh, no. yeah. It yeah. just I got released, so I know what I'm talking about <laughs> in my next video. <laughs> I bet it's the same four cars. Oh, God. Well, the Nissan Z's in it this year, so that's a that's a good one. The mm. Porsche's there forever. Yeah. BMW you forever. what that is? Yeah, so essentially what uh, car and driver do, to be fair, I love car and driver. I just give them a little bit of a hard time because I don't think the scaling of pricing is adequate considering Considering how astronomical car prices were over the past couple of years. Anyway, they take it, they break cars into five groups, LL1 through LL5, and then they compare the performance of the cars on VIR, which is a really awesome track, very difficult track. We're going there soon. We are going there soon for Japan Auto Legends with Driver Motorsports. Thank you. As well. Um, but essentially, yeah, they compare these cars. So they have. Honda Civic SI, EV6 GT, Integra Type S, M- X5M Competition, M2, <laughs> Nissan Z, Nismo, Ford Mustang, Dark Horse, um, which these are all really great cars. Um, but then they kind of put it all into perspective and say, hey, this one is technically the best out of, of all of them. What I did last year is I said, okay, these cars are not actually you know, $280,000. You mm-hmm. can't actually get a 911 GT3 Manthe Racing Edition for four hundred thousand dollars so i put it to an actual price of what these cars are selling for which changed the numbers around quite okay so when they're comparing it it's like cost performance as tested okay and what you're saying is these actually go for way fucking more than the z isn't going for the forty thousand dollars that it was estimated it's seventy thousand dollars or eighty thousand yeah yeah so a good example is yeah as tested price nissan z nismo sixty eight thousand six hundred and ninety dollars you're not getting that car for that you're, I've never even seen a Nismo. You're, you're buying a Nissan Z Nismo from a dealership, realistically, ninety-five dollars to $105,000. Jesus $1. fuck, who is paying that for a Nissan Z? So, Not me. So that's kind of like the Holy whole... Holy shit. Yeah, so one of the things that's interesting is one of the top comments is that the Nismo, the, the Nismo beat the M2 in the, in oh, the competition. Oh, yeah. wow. That is kind of crazy. Holy news, shit. Though. Lucid Air Sapphire There's beating Lars. the Corvette E-Ray <laughs> is crazy. He's on his way now. <laughs> uh, the most impressive thing was the journalist running it in 23 minutes. Yeah, because they have a journalist actually run VIR like yeah. on his feet to see oh, how long it's... God. Oh, that would suck. Fuck that. Poor dude. He's like, I just signed up to fucking write things i didn't want to run yeah so it's actually it's i'm gonna i'm gonna take a look at it in greater detail i always enjoy that they do it i just i do get critical of car journalists comparing cars like an as tested price when when i don't know if the problem is them or if the problem's the dealer or if the problem's the manufacturer but like well 
the the number should mean something, right? Like yeah. the sale number should actually I get, be. I get where they should just add current market rate and MSRP yeah. into yeah. it. And I think it's tough because be it right. fluctuates so much because it's like you can. That's true. Yeah, sometimes they're, 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 very you know sometimes get it right. at MSRP. You're right. But then the dealer down the road has it for thirty grand higher, and someone just bought it. So it's you're, like you're right. It is very hard. Yeah, that's true. I I think the solution I put in the video last year was like, yeah, they should have a market price. Yes. Which is like the average of all cars within four hundred miles of VIR tested facility, right? Like how hard sure. can it actually be to pull that data? I don't think it'd be that tough, but that's besides the point. Let's talk about another exciting news. Yeah, hit me news. with it. What'd you got? What'd you uh, got? German authority finds unauthorized defeat devices in BMW diesel cars. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> when will they learn? Them uh, Germans love <laughs> doing this shit. <laughs> They love being sneaky with yeah, their I emissions. Know. Especially the diesels. Dude, diesels are dead. They're not going to... With this key... Dude, they're done. Everyone's going to be like, okay, just fuck it. Just no more diesels. Which sucks because I love diesel cars. They slap. My uh, the top comment. Oh, my God. Who could have seen that? <laughs> oh, no. Dude, that's such a terrible news. It's just... It's all the time. It's, it's just every like... Every single car. Did you not expect it? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Somebody uh, somebody finally pulled together some of the biggest markups on cars and the biggest discounts off MSRP, mm. which is actually always interesting. That is interesting. Uh, apparently, 2024 Mini Cooper hardtops are going for 25.5% above markup or Why? above How price. How is there that much Who's demand for Mini Cooper? <laughs> yeah, average price 29, average, uh, or I'm sorry, average MSRP 29, average price selling for 37. Jesus. I did drive a Mini Cooper. Do you guys remember what Connors was? It was a uh, John Cooper Works. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of pricey. I think it was like around forty-ish. I want to say the almost. The car kind of slapped though. But it it was nice to drive. It was kind of surprisingly nice. Um, but for that price, I don't think I would yeah. ever consider yeah. hopping into one. Um, but what is neat about it is that they're so quirky. In a, yeah, they are. In, in a, they're a good way. It they're works. Different. Like, yeah. um, and like, dude, I don't know. I had like rev match, and it kind of gurgled and popped, mm -hmm. and sounded good, and it was sporty, but. Yeah, I don't think I could ever see myself forty grand. There is like, I feel like there's like a cult following for minis though. Like, if you like minis, you're a fucking mm -hmm. mini. You're a mini guy. You're a mini person. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they like to be called little people. Stop. <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to find. Yeah, hurry up, hurry We're up. Spiraling to a bad I'm, place. Now. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to see. I'm not seeing that they tested a a seven eighteen. On this list, what about Tip, uh, don't say some snarky <laughs> response? It is. Um, usually they have uh, a seven eighteen on here, but they 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 do not. So you, never you mind. You made them feel, feel bad stupid. last year. What's a seven eighteen? It's that? just a Porsche. Oh. Um, every single Numbers, car, every single car. every single car on this list is practically a Porsche. Um, Twenty percent markup on a seven eighteen Boxer. Uh, apparently, a Toyota Corolla Cross Hybrid has a 20% markup. What the f Do you think Porsche 911 sales went up or down after September 11th? I'm just saying that not in a disrespectful way, but in the fact that 911 was constantly said. Do you think? Wasn't there? I want you to think about that. <laughs> what do you think the answer is? They might, dude, with what I know about marketing and subconscious <laughs> and the, just constantly. You, subconsciously thinking about 9-11? Like, uh, not me currently, <laughs> but I was just wondering because it was said a lot. Yeah. I'm curious. Or was everyone like, oh, shit, shit's going down. 
So no one bought anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the market was. I was like fucking before they named it eight years old or something. The nine eleven. I old it was. I, I remember doing that tour at that um, the Peterson Auto Museum. I remember the tour guide was like, "Oh yeah, before like when the nine eleven came out, it actually wasn't the nine eleven. It was a different number, or a different name." But then they got into like trouble because there was another brand that was doing something or whatever, and they couldn't. So then they went with nine eleven. And then I just remember thinking to myself, "Man, they've had a bad streak with naming that car." <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember that auto museum was fucking crazy though. Anyway, okay, I'm we, sorry. Are we? Are we? You really? We're. <laughs> I'm just. I'm really trying to compare the cars. Get that were out in, of there! No, I'm trying to compare the cars that were in the road and track to the cars that have the highest markup, and mm. seeing if there's any comparison. Stop working right now. <laughs> what? The You're Hyundai Kona Electric had a four. Oh, a drop of four point six percent. Okay, so Good. now we're getting into cars that are oh, less awesome. than. Uh, MSRP. They all currently suck, though. I was going to say, what's uh, the Volkswagen best? ID.4. <laughs> oh, okay. The yeah. 2024 Ford F-150 hybrid. Apparently, Ugh. Americans don't want no hybrid in their truck. Makes, uh, makes sense. The Kia EV6, before it even got off the Are these lot, just all EVs? Yes. Uh, probably a good chunk of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, 2024 Hyundai Ionic yep. 6. The Nissan Maxima. Oh. 2.2% <laughs> drop. Fucker just slipped <laughs> <laughs> it ain't ever going away, no, dude. No. The 2024 Chrysler Pacifica. Oh, they're still making. That's the a van, Nissan right? Araya. I don't know what that the is. The Hyundai Ionic Five. There's another. These are cars nobody gives a fuck about. That's why the MSRP. Yeah, exactly. And then the Volkswagen Arteon. Uh, that oh. one I'm kind of surprised. I thought those were kind of dope. Yeah, like kind of a weird one. Not one I would buy, but like when I see one, I'm like, ooh, Arteon. Yeah, they look sharp. Yeah. Uh, let's see what like else. It would look on. good baked. 100%. What car? What car is ugly but flies under the radar too often? Ugly? What? Do you, what, do you, what? What? Like ugliest cars of all time. Okay. Right. But they just kind of like fly under the radar. So are you like saying they don't get car, enough hate yeah, for being ugly? Yeah. Like you look at them, you don't really think anything of it, but then you I, see I it. I like, have one for this. It's like it, the girlfriend effect, not not the cheerleader effect. You know what I mean? Have you ever heard this term before? No, but it's I'm like sure everybody's anyway. everybody's in a group, and it's like. People, they all look pretty, but then you kind of isolate, and you're like, maybe they're not as pretty. This is like a term. I feel like a dick. <laughs> this is a term yeah, that was really fucked up. Yeah. You were just talking about 9-11. That's not fucked up. That was a real thing. <laughs> that really happened. Never forget. It was pretty <laughs> Oh, up. don't you turn this around. Anyway, <laughs> you see it by itself, and you're like, that's kind of a really ugly car. But you don't, in regular traffic, you never really pay any attention to it. Uh, I don't know. The way I was thinking about it was <laughs> I think that the, like, 1G, uh, like, uh, what are they? The Eagle Talons. Shut the fuck up. Like, I think Shut the fuck up. Ugly. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of they're, they're ugly cars. They are ugly, bro. And uh, I still love them. But those, another car that has a cult following. I'm mm-hmm. not, no disrespect. I respect the power and what people do with those because mm-hmm. I don't know why, but, dude, the DSM boys, they just make fucking crazy <laughs> drag cars. So I respect it. I just think they're fucking ugly. 2G look good though. I think the Dodge Stealth doesn't get enough hate. Dude, the Dodge Stealth is a it is sin. an odd it's duck. Cursed. It is the fucking little like window mid wing thing. I hate that. that. They, oh, I hate that. it was. It's kind of. I get the Stealth and the 300ZX okay. mixed up, which is sad because the 300ZX looks really good. How do we feel about the 2G Talon wing though? Because that was kind of the set, like it started yes. really. I think the Talon definitely looks, even though it's subtle. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it came looks out uglier all the than the Eclipse. Well, yeah, like yeah. the taillights are weird too, aren't they? Taillights are different. They had like the twisty side skirts, which I thought were kind of yeah. cool. Front, yeah, basically, like the arrow was different. Yeah, the Talon. Well, and then the fucking big Eagle logo. Like, <laughs> <shit's> stupid <laughs> Eagle. <laughs> it's like a big like. 
big embossed fucking. I don't. Is is the new Mazda Iconic SP one of the prettiest new cars in the wild? So that is the prototype that Mazda made for that apparently oh, the now one that was has a development the division. RX nine. For the rotary engine. It's never going to be rotary powered. I don't know how many fucking times and how many articles have to come out. It's not going to be rotary powered. It is a hybrid technology that acts as a range extender. (laughs) They're just using the rotary to get everyone hyped up and excited to think the RX-9 is coming. No one hypes up cars that will never exist quite like Mazda. <laughs> yeah, I don't even you're right. Tell me, I'm they, they literally did just like the the RX Vision was literally just supposed to be like this is what we could do. Yeah, and then they're gonna make another. And they'll never make it. They're gonna make another, <laughs> they'll make another SUV. They, they, and they say by there like, yeah, we'll never make this car, but just imagine this is the vision of what Isn't Mazda could be. <laughs> I always that anyway. always bothers me about Mazda. No, I do. Like, I do like the look of the the iconic, but again, yeah, at least Hyundai like they made some yeah, fucking wild yeah. shit. The and they're like, look cool. at what we can do, and yeah. then they did it. Yeah. Yeah, it, the thing with the iconic again, it's it's a it's a prototype. It's a it's a um, I can't think of the word. Prototype, prototype. Mazda is the car manufacturer equivalent of once my build's done, bro, <laughs> it's gonna beat your build so bad. Yeah, it's like yeah. sure you are, buddy. Yeah. Sure you are. But my it's a friend's it, car. Yeah. Way fast. It reminds it reminds me of like the FT1. Like yeah. you know it was. Hey, hey, what what about it? <laughs> it's drastically different than the Supra. No, it's not. I think the FT1 is one of the closest concept cars to actual production. You think so? Yes, I've seen both in person, and you should yeah, check I know, them out. I, know. I hate to say this. I think this. they're very close. I hate to say this, guys, but the Ionic 6 and 5 and the Kia EV6 are the closest prototype to production-looking cars ever. I cannot picture I suppose, what yeah, that car looks like I don't like know in my what mind. any of imagine, that like. <laughs> Imagine a Tron Cyberpunk 2077 car, and you've got what the Ionic kind of looks I've like. I've never done any of those. Okay. What car isn't daily drivable these days? What's not daily drivable these like, days? Like, what's a car, in your opinion, and we'll try to keep it, like, let's say relatively stockish, but you're like, this car, you can't drive this thing every day. Teslas in cold weather. <laughs> um, we are we are out yeah. for him today. Yeah, no, let me. Th- I don't know. I, I think you can daily drive anything. Yeah, if you set your mind to it, okay. get her done. What would be? I uh, let's let's change up the question then. Okay. okay, I'm ready. What is the most difficult kind of car you would be willing to own that you'd have to daily drive every day? <laughs> well, you could own any I car. Think Jones out is there. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> The, the rotary stuff, especially the Renesis. Yeah, yeah the RX, the, yeah, the rotary stuff, a little bit tricky. Little yeah, bit tricky. That, dude, it's like, a, I mean, it's not bad, but it compared to a regular car, that thing's kind of a chore. It's to different. be lugging around. You're yeah. carrying fucking fuel Bottles additives, of oil. oil, and <laughs> you're Rags. mixing shit. Yeah. And things always kind of. You had to add things in your engine bay with other fluid compartments, and like it, that's a lot to just be like, <laughs> I'm yeah. taking it to dinner. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get the car ready. Yeah. So you yeah. took it to Tennessee. Yeah. You took it to Tennessee. And on the track, actually. Yeah. But um yeah, so I I'd say that. Otherwise yeah, rotary's a little weird. Obviously, like you can hundred percent do it what they're meant for, but um, anyone that dailies a Subaru that's modded, props to them. Yeah, <laughs> anybody that dailies a, a anybody that dailies a Subaru 
with racing harnesses and I was aftermarket gonna say. seat, you're you're <laughs> yeah. a G. It takes you seven minutes to mm-hmm. fucking get in that car and actually start moving, Dude, and then I, another seven minutes to turn the radio down because you yeah. forgot that you had to disconnect mm-hmm. the harness to go and turn the radio. Yeah. Even talk about going through the drive. Dude, when I when I dailied the 240 for that <laughs> yeah. week there with the ridiculous cage that it has. Oh yeah, that was the harnesses. And, oh my god, dude, I was fucking beat by the end of that week from either smacking Imagine my head with on your the, industrial yeah. grade harness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smacking my head on it, pinching my fingers in the harness, smoking my knee on the fucking uh, like door rail. Yeah, yeah. There's some mods that make driving your car just atrocious, terrible. And harnesses are your great. Harnesses are number one. I thought I always wanted them in a car. Thought it was gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Was not cool. Not worth. Like they they look cool like in photos mm-hmm. and stuff like that and when you're driving i guess like feels kind of cool yeah. to be in harnesses but then <laughs> you drop your phone down then you have to do something you other than the drive the car yeah you go to the car wash and you're just like fucking locked <laughs> and you can't and you unclick. it's just fuck that Never i think again. there is a level of uh tire size too where when you go into like stretch setups Okay. You you get to like that thirty series or like dare I say a twenty five series tire, oh, yeah. and shit starts getting really weird. Mm-hmm. And I would say it makes it very difficult to drive because now you're you're breaking beads and stuff you, like that. Yeah. The stance boys know what I'm talking. You're not about, breaking. Like, you're breaking fucking barrels. Yeah, the you barrels. Have no, you have no protection of anything. Cars just doing this everywhere yeah. to drive anywhere because That's, you don't want to do anything bad. I, mean, I, God forbid, you know, think that the RX eight is on air, but even this, it's like. When you take like a really low car out somewhere, and it's like I don't know if I'm just getting old and I just cringe every time I scrape somewhere, but it's like, dude, I it's like I look at somewhere, and it's like I am now stressed that I have to go into that location because of the car that I'm in. <laughs> like that that hits me multiple times where it's like, oh man, hey, we're all going uh, out to here. It's like, how's the drive? <laughs> you know, like how are, what are the roads like? What's the entrance look like? How you know? <laughs> There is, uh, yeah, there's specific uh, entrances, restaurants, things I avoid with the Supra when I have, like, everything mm. on, like, the lip and diffusers and stuff like that. I will say, like, wide-body cars in general, Yeah, they stresses me out. What do you mean? Dude, like, why driving. Uh, yeah, like, well, especially for, for, like, mine, for instance, because I can't fucking turn for shit because, like, the wheels are so wide in the front now that it fucking hits everything on the inside. Um, dude, at, and you're just wider. So it's like you're going through, like, a drive through or if you're going into, like, a parking ramp or something like that, they don't make that shit wide car friendly. They don't. And the curbs are, like, this tall, and they will fuck your shit up. I got the silliest thing to worry about because it was completely my fault. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Most of the most of this stuff is user. Yeah, yeah. When I put a GT3 hood on my Ferrari that has a gaping hole in it, with no way for anything that goes into that hole to come out somewhere. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? And then I immediately started. I was like, God, if it rains, that really kind of stink. And then I looked at the. I remember because we got it in time for Gat, and I remember looking at the weather for Gatlinburg, be like, rain. It will fucking rain the whole time. <laughs> it like, always rains there. So it's like yeah, I was parking. It rains five times a day. I like put like a blankie underneath there, yeah. a little towel that I stole from the Airbnb mm-hmm, underneath mm-hmm. there. It was a good time. Anyway, you guys will have to let us know what you think is one of the most difficult mods that make your daily driver terrible to drive. And of course, if you guys haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. It means the absolute world. If you're looking for help with your car parts, we get it. I think wheels and tires and suspension can be a little bit 
little bit confusing to pick up if it's your first time buying. That's why we're here. That's why we started Martini Works. That's why if you just hit that little chat bot over in the corner, you're not mm-hmm. talking to an actual bot. You're talking to us. We can help you figure out what you need to mod your car the right way. Plus, you're supporting this dream of ours of trying to make Martini Works a real thing. Also, if you know exactly what you want, you can tell us that too, and we can hook you up. We'll get you the good <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no, I really want this. Nothing <laughs> quite like just getting a message saying, hey, guys, love the podcast. Here's the skew I need. All right? But if it is a really fucked size for your Civic Si, if you're trying to run 11 wides on there on a stock body, we're gonna we're gonna try to guide you as best yeah. as we can. Yeah, we're gonna we'll help you out, or if you know, we'll help you out. Awesome, perfect. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening in. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.